The government funding deadline is this Friday, February 15th. Uh, hi, uh, we're live today from Resist Trump Corner Tuesday. Um, this is our fifth podcast, uh, and we are still thinking about trying to uh, create a GoFundMe uh, to actually take this corner and officially make it Resist Trump Corner. Uh, and this will be a great place for nonprofits, for uh, a lot of uh, resistance organizations to meet up, uh, regardless of what uh, group you are with. Uh, anyway, let's get going. Uh, we have a lot of things to talk about today, and we will not have a full segment today. It will be a partial segment. Unfortunately, one of the guests that uh, I uh, thought that was committed, uh, unfortunately, backed out. So uh, we don't have a lot of folks here today, but the people that are here are very important. And uh, we'll be talking with me, myself, which my name is Kendrick, and Michael. And Michael will uh, kind of talk a little bit today about why he's a part of this movement and why it's important to be a part of this movement and continue to fight. But no matter what, we're going to be here every week. It will rain or shine, uh, cold or warm, it doesn't matter. Anyway, let's get going. Um, so again, uh, the deadline is uh, Friday, uh, February 15th. And I forgot to mention, we also have a special guest over here. What is your name, sir? And his name is Larry also. Uh, Lawrence is also, uh, goes by Larry too. So it's a little bit confusing, but this is not the same Larry. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we need to pressure our members of Congress to fund the government and keep federal workers working and paid without giving money to Trump's racist wall or expanding ICE. Federal action, please tell your members of Congress to reject the budget deal <coughs> that expands ICE. Negotiations on the funding deal are continuing, with Senate leaders saying Monday night they've reached a tentative agreement that includes $1.375 billion uh, for the border barriers, including 55 miles uh, of new uh, fencing. Uh, the deal also excludes Democrats' demands to limit immigration detention funding for ICE. This is unacceptable. House Democrats must stay strong and reject any additional funding uh, that will allow Trump to tear more families apart. Uh, Trump on the border wall deal is not uh, going. It's not doing the trick. While Congress came to a bipartisan deal to keep the government from shutting down, we have 45 who called for unity, crying that the deal isn't good enough. While I believe the deal isn't good. Uh, and that isn't because I agree with Trump, it's quite the opposite, because any funding for a border wall is, is way too much. The crisis was manufactured and we are, waiting, we are wasting our taxpayer dollars on a manufactured crisis. This isn't an illegal immigration problem, there is however a Trump problem. Democrats wanted uh, to reduce the number of beds in detention facilities, however that deal didn't stick. I agree with the Democrats that we need to limit these beds in, in these detention facilities because that would limit ICE to actually focusing on the criminal element versus uh, just locking up anyone who may be perceived as a, being an Ill illegal. Moving forward, I wanted to commend Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom, on reducing the number of National Guard members at the border to focus on wild and to really allocate uh, the focus. 
uh, towards wildfires and uh, also uh, other issues. And anyway, uh, the governor of New Mexico also removed the National Guard from the border. Uh, they all are... The National Guard is being used as pawns in Trump's scheme. We need to utilize our troops for real issues and not manufactured ones. Moving forward, uh, when I mentioned the governor of Virginia last week, it was before the other replacement, such as the Lieutenant Governor Fairfax, was accused of the sexual assault, and his other replacement, Attorney General Mark Hearing, admitted to also wearing blackface. Uh, while the blackface incident happened uh, decades ago, it is something that we should never normalize, and they should all resign, and we should replace them with somebody who isn't a racist. Uh, moving forward, uh, Congresswoman Omar apologized for using anti an anti-Semitic trope, and she also declared that she is still educating herself and is not anti-Semitic and is willing to, to do what she can to work with Congress and everybody uh, regardless of your uh, religion. Uh, while she apologized for her misstep, Trump criticized Omar and said she should resign, or at least be removed from her committees that she oversees. While Trump uh, has a history of saying anti-Semitic statements, and is, just yesterday Trump mocked the trail of tears and almost two years ago failed to call out white nationalists at Charlottesville who chanted, uh, you know, blood and soil and Jews won't replace us. This is a double standard, and he seems to forget his own racist past, uh, which that was just yesterday. And then also calling, uh, what's her name? Uh, the uh, She's running for uh, president. Uh, Warren. Yeah, Warren Pocahontas. It's just a continuous uh, stream of racism coming from Trump. More racist than anybody, including the, the Virginia governor, who also should resign. Um, Moving forward, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, a documentary that I watched, but uh, I, I believe that uh, Trump, or sorry, I believe that uh, Michael would like to add a few words, and then Larry's also going to talk a little bit, and then we'll come back to uh, what I had to talk about, which is the alt-right documentary on Netflix. Larry? You can talk about the homeless issue if you like, or whatever issue you feel is important to you at the moment. Well, okay. Well, like I was telling you before, they, 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 they should open up one of these old buildings that are vacant, right? And this is regards to the uh, homeless issue the here in the city. Yeah, for the winter. And this is, and even it, though it's not related to Trump, it's still related because Trump doesn't want to do anything yeah. for the marginalized right. in this nation. Anyway, yeah. continue. Open up a dropping center, a winter dropping center, so people can get out of the wet weather, mm -hmm. the winter months. I'm not talking about the whole year, mm -hmm. but you had all the <coughs> fucking buildings that are just sitting there waiting for somebody to use. Rent. Nobody's renting this shit. And you mentioned uh, earlier that these existed before. Yeah. Do you remember when these existed and when they went away? Yeah. I hate to say it, it was when Newsom was mayor. Right, and, and that's they unfortunate. A, they, they had a budget crisis here, and they, that was the first thing they cut. They and cut all the, they closed up all the, uh, Dropping centers they had, and at that time homelessness was not as big of a crisis as it is no, now. No, no, no. Exactly. Uh, but the, the attitude against the homeless changed. Yeah. Over that time. Yeah. Newsom uh, had he, he had his hand in that stuff. He had a hand in that stuff because he, 
change the narrative. Because what happened was, uh, the homeless, but you got different kind of homeless. And what happens is they all got lumped together. You got the mentally ill, which is a whole separate subject that Absolutely. society has never been able to figure out. Yeah. Because all you could do is put them away for 72 hours and they let them back out again. And it's still got the same problem they had when they went in. You see them around here all the time. Yelling and screaming, talking to themselves and doing all the crazy stuff. Yeah. They get picked up for about 72 hours and they get released. Get because by law they can't keep them longer than that. Yeah. So even if you get them on medications, they're not taking it when they get back out. Right. And then they get worse. It's, it's up and down, dosage. And uh -huh. there's a, that's an effect of anymore. Then you got the drug addicts. Yeah. Which made the whole problem. It used to be just alcoholics. A lot of the homeless people, he has to dump the Bowery bomb. Well, I, I, I've Drunks. seen uh, daily uh, people walking down Market Street smoking crack. Yeah. I see people smoking crack in front of my yeah. uh, apartment yeah, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But it ain't even that, not that much. It's the crystal meth. The meth is a big problem. That's now. the big one. Yeah. Because it makes these people crazy. Yeah, it does. And they're hopped up. They can't sleep. They, they take their clothes off yeah, in the middle of the street. Whatever. And uh, it, it's it's in suburbia. It's everywhere. Yeah, it is. You know, and uh, I just but see, it's in rural America. But everybody too. gets everybody gets lumped together. Yeah, and it makes it bad for people that are just trying to survive out here because we get lumped with them. Yeah, I know. Be, you could be you know an angel, and you still get lumped with them. Yeah. Well, and what I've recognized and what I've noticed is that uh, people discriminate just based on the fact that you're homeless, not so much based on. The, you know, you being mentally, possibly mentally ill, yeah. it's you. You could just look homeless to yeah. someone, which even if you're not homeless, you could still look homeless to yeah. someone in the city, and they're going to discriminate yeah. against you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a never ending. It's never ending. Yeah, it is. And I'm sorry that you are in the position you're in, Larry. I I hope that uh, something can get worked out. Again, like I mentioned to you. Uh, uh, earlier, I have a meeting set up with the district supervisor, Matt Haney, uh, soon, and uh, I want to talk to him about this issue for you. And, uh, you know, I hope I can see you at least one more time so I can talk. I'm, always, I'm, always, I'm always around here anyway. So okay, cool. I'm usually here. Cool. Is there anything yeah, else you'd like cool. to add? That's cool. That's it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Larry, it was good to see you again. Uh, I'll come see you after uh, the podcast is over okay. if you're still around. Yeah, I'll be around. All right, cool. Awesome. All right, Michael, uh, would you like to say anything before I start on my... Uh, Go ahead. Uh, okay, so I watched a documentary this weekend called uh, Alt-Right. Uh, I've mentioned Alt-Right uh, on numerous occasions uh, with Trump Resist Trump Tuesday, uh, but in the Resist Trump Tuesday podcast, which we're only in episode five, uh, I haven't really brought them up uh, that much, and uh, the documentary really spoke to me. It was on Netflix, and... Uh, and I think everybody should watch this because it really educates people on uh, what the alt-right is, how they uh, interact. And I already knew a lot of this stuff, but it's, it's still kind of good to see exactly what these people are doing. You, you actually see live video footage of, of the things that these guys are doing in terms of riling up the racism in this nation. And uh, the thing about it is, is these alt-right people, they are... Uh, not only are they extreme, but they also deny their racism, and they're also intelligent. They're highly educated, and they're manipulating all these people as pawns in their scheme. And they're more dangerous than Trump, by the way. 
Trump is absolutely scary and he's dangerous because he's the leader of, the, of this nation, so-called leader. And But when you look at these guys, uh, they see this. Uh, and this is, by the way, at the Renaissance meeting that they continuously have yearly. They see Trump as just a piece uh, of, of their playbook. And, uh, you know, uh, also uh, something else that I noticed from watching this documentary is that uh, the alt-right has only gained momentum because of the Internet. Uh, back in the 1930s when the Nazi movement was a large movement, uh, they uh, actually people went to the media and said, please do not report on their meetings. Please do not, you know, uh, like broadcast their racism <coughs> or, or their plans to, to hold these meetings. Uh, so, you know, moving forward, now that we have the internet, they're able to broadcast their meetings and they're able to get lots of publicity, which is, unfortunately, they've gained some momentum. And uh, this documentary talks about the, the point from the, uh, prior to Charlottesville up until Charlottesville. And uh, it's a very uh, poignant piece on the, the problem of, of racism and nationalism and uh, Something that the documentary doesn't talk about is the nationalist populist movements that are worldwide that the alt-right is influencing, by the way. The alt-right is influencing these movements, and uh, Richard Spencer is a big part of it, and also uh, Gavin Miles McKins, or McKins, McKins, McKins. He is uh, a real piece of shit because he runs Vice and... Uh, he uh, used to be a hipster. He used to be like this. He used to be a liberal. He used to be. He used to live in, uh, and he probably still does live in uh, New York. Uh, I believe he lives in uh, the hipster side of New York. And he's he's really like playing to the alternative youth, the people who are hipsters, which makes no sense because uh, hipsters and the punk movement and stuff like that is against anti-Semitism. It's against racism. It's against categorizing race as as a uh, you know, uh, lesser than or better than, you know, which that's what this guy does. And that's what this whole movement is about. And uh, there's a guy who uh, was in this particular documentary who uh, was the only face of, of uh, Antifa. His name is Daryl Lamont Jenkins. And Daryl Lamont Jenkins openly fought them. And, and this particular documentary showcases uh, you know, Antifa not as a violent organization like uh, the alt-right tries to project them as. And this is something that I've actually said multiple times that Antifa is not really violent and Antifa doesn't really even exist. And this guy, Lamont, is the only person that really is Antifa. And he's not a violent man. He's, he used to be, he used to go to like punk shows and he used to check out like different zines and stuff like that. He helped promote them, I mean. And so like he's a real good dude and like he only uh, wants to fight racism and uh, you know the nationalist populist movement uh, and again uh, this isn't not just a na national issue it's a worldwide issue and they're trying to create this uh, you know nation of just white people and another thing that's interesting about these assholes is that they uh, are actually uh, you know saying that the that also some gay people can be included so they don't seem homophobic so they're they're trying to recruit gay people with not just you know uh the two that i mentioned but also the guy uh uh that 
people heavily protested against in Berkeley. Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah, Milo Yiannopoulos. He's a real, real piece of shit, and he's influencing, you know, the gay population. So you had the hipster influencing the hipster population, and then you had the intellectual Ben Spencer uh, influencing the intellectual population, or the people that think that they're intellectuals. This is a real problem. This is absolutely uh, scary, and uh, again, I recommend highly that you watch this documentary. Uh, also, PBS is putting out a series of documentaries on historical dictators, and uh, I believe it's called The Dictator's Playbook, and it's a six-hour series, and each each episode focuses on a dictator. And uh, dictators typically use populism and nationalism and, and Nazi-like uh, ideas and thoughts, so... Uh, so that's uh, all I had to say for, for now, and uh, I'd love, uh, Michael, to interject because I know you know a lot about these guys, and, and it's, uh, you've done a lot of uh, research yourself. So. Somebody else or whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll see if we can get some more people to come. I don't know. Yeah. Unfortunately, the more this goes on, the more complacent people seem to get, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to somebody in the... You know, because I run my mouth all the time. And I was talking to somebody in the in the supermarket the other day, and they're well, what should what do we what can we do? And I said, well, the first thing is vote. You know, yeah. and let, you know. However, if if that doesn't work, you know, I don't advocate violence. You know, but there is that too. However, before that, we could follow Gandhi's um, mm-hmm. uh, playbook, uh, playbook, or you know, whatever. Anyway, we could follow Gandhi's example. And civil disobedience, everybody just lay down. I mean, we already took a lesson from the government employees that didn't get paid for over a month, mm-hmm. you know, and then people have to start taking care of each other and just lay down because the 1% counts on us to, lay down. To, to not lay down, to go out there and generate the wealth they're getting, uh, that they're not uh, distributing yeah. equitably to the rest of the people, mm-hmm. in my opinion, you know, and that's what is is causing these natural emergency national emergencies at the southern border i don't lay that at spanky's feet i don't lay that at spanky's feet i lay that at the u.s government's policies over the past multiple decades of policies that allow corporations to go to countries like guatemala and el salvador and and exploit exploit the third world countries for the greed of the corporations and so we can eat cheap bananas causing the the conditions that cause people to flee despicable, you know, conditions. They're, you know, they don't have time to, you know, go to the, to the uh, embassy and apply for asylum and this and that, because by the time anything gets done, they're going to have their coats, thro- their, their throats slit. So they, they're fleeing, you know, fleeing, you know, it means you're fucking in danger and you're, you're scared, you know, it doesn't mean you're, and then as far as MS-13, to, to dispel that myth, MS-13 is a fucking United States organization that got started in L.A. Yeah. It was exported back to El Salvador. And then another uh, myth I like to dispel is sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities doesn't mean that they're going to let an undocumented criminal just go. That's All right. it means is, is they're not going to tell ICE that we have them in custody. It's ICE's job to find out they're in custody and come get them. And I know for a fact they do it, because I was in Alameda County Jail six months watching them. Ice, ice, nothing nice. You know, and they do it here, they do it in Florida. When I went to prison in Florida, they were, in, they were there at reception. Where were you born? Where were you born? Where were you born? Where then, boom, they take, take your name. When you're done with your sentence, they come get your ass. Mm-hmm. So sanctuary cities is a myth. Yeah. 
all that's a myth. Um, and I don't know what. Um, so Feinstein's in the Senate, right? Yes. Yes. So we still don't hold it, but she she needs to reach across the aisle and talk to reasonable people that we don't want this country to turn into North Korea because that is where spanking this gang is steering us. Absolutely. And, and I mean, it's like obvious to me, and I ain't no stable genius. But look at the fucking, um, they're starting to pitch about the tax returns now. They're starting to realize it just got ripped off. And with that tax thing, that just made it this, the economic disparities between the haves and have-nots much greater and much harder for middle class and, 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 and lower class people to come up. And then what will end up happening is we will be a slave labor nation, kind of like fucking North Korea, where you're just working and working just to barely pay your rent, barely survive, just like the people in North Korea. And then that fucking wall, this ain't medieval times. Walls aren't for defense. <laughs> you know, they don't keep nothing out. Look at prisons. They got walls around them. Look, go in the prison, how much drugs are in there? Plenty. What walls are for? Oh, well, walls are effective. Look at Berlin. Look at fucking North Korea. Look at, this. Look at Israel. Yeah, look at them. Them walls, ain't nobody trying to get in nowhere. They're keeping them from leaving. That's all that's for in the long run. And that's, you know, that's what I believe. And, I, and if you think about it, that's what it's for. It's the only thing it's for. It's not to keep nobody out, because they coming in anyway, irregardless. But as far as I said, as far as the Senate goes, we still got two years to try to turn that over again. But by then, I don't know. People are just complacent and comfortably numb. And until this shit comes and bites him in the ass, then it's going to be too little too late, in my opinion. So... And um, I don't know. So something needs to be done where, where fucking real patriot Republicans, rather than the Republicans we got in there now, fucking start working with the Democrats to bring America back to what a, a nation with a government of the people, by the people, for the people, built on the nation of laws. And I'm from New York City, and Donald J. Trump has been a serial liar and a fucking con artist and committing crime for decades. He's just in New York, he could get away with it. But now that he's a president, he's starting to find out, well, maybe I ain't. But he, he's still getting away with it because he's a fucking president. What the fuck difference does it make? He should be held to a higher standard than me. And he wasn't liked you know? in New York at all. Either. No, that's, that's a reflection here, here, here. there. We're talking about now, here, he's yeah. the president. Right. I'm just saying, I'm from New York, so I aware of his past as opposed to people from the Midwest who I've talked to and I asked them how did you know how were you aware of Donald Trump prior to his running for presidency what was their answer the apprentice bingo <laughs> which sold him as his fucking which was all a bunch of bullshit because he was fucking bankrupt six times over by the time he got that TV show he was already getting Russian money from Deutsche Bank from since the 80s I mean, for Christ's sakes, all you got to do is fucking Google this shit. It ain't fake news. It's real shit. And then and the people, that they're just willfully ignorant or something, which brings me to two out of three Trumps. I mean, people that voted for Trump were gullible. That can be addressed. However, this today, if you still support Trump, two out of three Trumpsters are as stupid as the third one. Well, and then also, That's a fact, Jack. not all uh, Trump supporters who voted for him are racist, but all racists support Trump. <laughs> um, Everybody's racist to one point or another. I mean, even black people, you know, you got high yeller and fucking blackness and that and whatever. Well, even among the Asians, they're racist. Even among the Spanish, everybody's racist to some extent. 
but the he, point he, is, he is we I, had to fight it. But regardless. I mean, but I don't, I don't look at somebody's color or whatever. I look at, I, I look at how they treat actions. me. You're yeah. either cool or you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. You know, so MAGA, make assholes go away. <laughs> Do you have any comments or anything that you'd like to say? Okay, so uh, director uh, of ICE, Daniel, uh, I think Ragsdale, mm -hmm. that's his name. Is there anything that? Uh, you know, uh, Senator Feinstein can do to uh, somehow call for his resignation, call for him to, to leave, because he is basically a mouthpiece of Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing good that he's doing. Uh, so are you asking that she call for his resignation? Yes. Uh, at this point, she hasn't yes. done that. I think that I know. her power is on being the ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, and so within that there is the opportunity to bring him in for hearings and questioning about what ICE is doing and their actions and how we can move forward legislatively to not only fix what they've done, but also address the loopholes that are often being exploited by mm -hmm. them. Absolutely. Well, she can't do and, nothing and, unless she does what I just said and reach over to the Republicans mm -hmm. and get them fucking agree with her on stuff. Well, you know, it, she can do. It's, it's funny because, you know, Trump called for unity and really there should be unity between the Democrats and the Republicans in, to, in order to get 45 out of, out of the White House and Pence and his whole regime because they're all, they, they didn't get elected legally. They, they use Russian influence to become elected. I'm sure you guys are aware of that, but there's only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. The investigation is ongoing. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And there's like 18 of them, I believe. Yeah. Or more. So, uh, what did you guys think of Whitaker's uh, uh, performance the other yeah. day? It's a lot. What did you think of Whitaker's performance the other day? You said. In Congress or whoever. Um, I watch it. Oh, he was in the House Judiciary Committee. On the House Judiciary With, Committee. Uh, uh, what was his name? I forget now, but anyway, I, I thought it was rather uh, comical, personally. I, he's scared to death. Oh yeah. He's scared to death, and he knows that that um, Spanky's a Russian asset. He knows even more now Spanky because he's on the inside. Yeah, but anyway, but he's still trying to, you know, he's still floundering trying to yeah. cover for him. Absolutely. But like I said, uh, well, I, I didn't say it now, but as far as I'm concerned, right now, like when I grew up. In New York City, you know, and you know, Statue of Liberty and all that stuff, and this is America, government for Biden and all that. Bill this is where the rubber hits the road, and we find out if that's all bullshit or not. Because in that, we've got a fucking a pretty accomplished con artist in the fucking White House right now, and if he gets away with what he gets, you know, with the, in in sixteen, less than fifty percent of the electorate bothered to vote. So right. we, we just need to, to kind in of short... midterms, people came out in droves and voted, which they never That's do true. in the midterms. Mm -hmm. And it was, in fact, a blue wave. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that gives me hope that maybe we will finally get a government that actually works for the people as opposed to a government that works for the corporations. And the, you know? and the and only reason why the Senate didn't go blue is because of gerrymandering. I believe, and that's yeah. something that you guys need to, you know, hopefully you guys can uh, do something well, to curtail that. that. Yeah, yeah, they, they well, are. And it's also something that you all can help with too, with yeah. the census coming up in 2020, is actually getting out involved in the census count and making sure that people know exactly. how critical it is to actually respond to the census and what, there's many, many ways that it impacts all of our lives, not just from 
the drawing of district lines, but also education funding, mm-hmm. um, funding that your counties receive for other services. I and mean, it's, it's critical that we actually get an accurate count. Thank you for, for that well, input. That That's awesome. Walk away, right? That was to walk away. You know, distract. You know. That was to pull people away from well, voting. Well, yeah, what do you accept? It's a, it's a thing about um, walk, walk, that, that blacks are walking away from the Democratic Party, supposedly. But however, That's, and it's just another Russian meme thing going around. Means. However, I've turned it around to walk away from the GOP. <laughs> and a lot of Republicans, apparently, you know, like looking through YouTube and comments, a, a, a lot of them are. You know, I've been a Republican all my life, but da da da, I can't stand this, this guy's a nut, na na na, and I'll never vote Republican again. And I think, so gerrymandering it won't, it won't matter as long as people come to their senses and use their fucking heads for something besides a hat rack and start fucking, <laughs> fucking, you know, actually realizing who in the hell they're fucking voting for. I, I have you know, a, and that's my opinion, you know. I, I have a friend who worked in D.C. Uh, for the Republican Party, I'm not sure who he worked for. But he actually says that he's very disappointed in what's happening and that he's very much so against the racism and all the bigotry that's happening under Trump. And so, yeah, even people like him who once upon a time worked for somebody, uh, which I wish I knew who it was, uh, is is turning away himself. He actually moved back to China. He's Chinese. So, you know, he was like, I'm done with this. So, you know, a lot of people are done. So... A couple more points, and I know you guys probably have a lot of things you have to do today, so I won't keep you long. Uh, so we're just asking you guys to reject the budget deal that expands ICE. Uh, and then also uh, another another quick one, and then I'll let you go. Uh, hold on one second. You can go ahead and while I find it. Yeah, well, from what I understand, they averted another government shutdown at the end of the week. Yeah. What, what exactly did they do? They haven't fully averted it. Right. Yeah, so there was funding in it for the border security, for the border wall, yeah, yeah. which was roughly the same amount that Democrats had offered. Yeah, like back in December. Back in they, December. Yeah, and then Ann Coulter said, don't do it, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, and then there was a slight decrease in the number of beds available in the detention center. So the what does that centers. mean? Once they fill up the beds that they can't arrest nobody? Or they are when they do arrest somebody. They so like I lived in Key West, right? There was an old jail, right? And it held 195 people, but they would put like 250 in there, right? But then somebody filed a, re- a suit, and a federal judge came down there and said, "Oh no, you can only hold 195 people." So they called it a federal cap. So what would happen is they'd have the jail full. It was always full. So if you got arrested, if it was a bullshit charge, you just went in, booked in, booked out. But if it was something they wanted to hold you for, they would go through their roster and find like the least dangerous person in the jail mm-hmm. and roll him up and let him go to put you in yeah so i mean is that like kind of going to be the same thing or what you follow what i'm saying right yeah no i do yeah. i am um, i don't know the specifics of it i would imagine that that's the idea is that i think there it was a 17 percent decrease in what we're funding now so that that slight margin there but then you know there would be some cap on how many people could be detained and so then what, right. what that would actually what that actually will look like in practice yeah, is hard I mean, to say because as you've pointed out earlier this administration has a way of disregarding or you know right. finding so ways how that they long can is exploit the open for now again until next year until or the 15th if, the if they don't agree. agree well that's if they don't so agree negotiations are currently ongoing yeah. oh so um, it has it's to not expire a on friday yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. so yeah. so this is the yeah. tentative deal that they've 
reached and so we have until Friday is when they're going to I mean hopefully before then but the, de the ultimate deadline is Friday and there's nothing about DACA or TPS or none of that mm -hmm. or this was just a conversation. And Trump has already, uh, by the way, announced that he doesn't really approve of, of the deal. He says it's a bad deal already. So, you know, that's a, that's a sign that we may go right back into government shutdown mode, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's really hard to not say. TPS, but who's the other people? The people that are here that have been working but they're undocumented. Oh, DACA recipients. No, no, the oh. dreamers. They're little kids yeah. that got brought over but, well, here. They, well, these are adults though. that came here and they're mm -hmm. they've been working like say at Trump fucking golf courses for the last fourteen years, undocumented. Mm -hmm. Those kind of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? They call they, 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 an, an expression. Know. It's kind of like TPS, but it ain't that. Uh, but anyway, well, there's some. Anyway, I was wondering. I mean, personally. I mean, if somebody gets over here, and they're, you know, I got no problem with them being here, as long as None like that, like that lady in Oakland that got deported, and she was ice, you know, uh, she had to help people die, you know, why fucking send her back? She was here for 15 years. Yeah, well, that's right. what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Those people, the, they've earned their right to stay here, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, if someone comes over here and gets busted, you know, robbing somebody or selling dope or whatever, yeah, by all means, to be send their send their ass back, you yeah. know. By all means. Now, all they can do to me is send me back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So one more yeah, thing, and then I think they need to go. Uh, and by the way, uh, after I ask you this question, do you mind restating your names for the sure. people at the, on the podcast? Thank you. Uh, so stop the erosion of HIPAA, uh, patient health care rights. The deadline is, I think, today, actually. Today's the 12th, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the deadline is February 12th, 2019. HHS has proposed changes to HIPAA under the guise of uh, erasing regulations so that patients diagnosed with serious mental illnesses, SMI, or opiate uh, use disorder, OUD, uh, could have their medical records released without their consent. So we're just asking for you guys to, to possibly stand up against, against this, and also we want people to post a comment with uh, HHS opposing this change but if there's anything that your office can do to try to keep this change from happening uh, that would be awesome because these people are marginalized and they're just basically uh, they're going to be exploited by this mm -hmm. if this happens yeah. and that's detrimental to their lives yeah we'll and reach out to our staff in DC who are working on this and see what they know about it and if there's a way for our office to be involved awesome yeah thank you and did you have any more comments or anything you'd like to say? And uh, so this is, is, by the way, Senator Feinstein's staff. They came down uh, to graciously speak with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for doing the job that you're doing. Yeah. You guys are great representatives, and it's always nice to see you guys. Absolutely. And we're, we're just going to ask you again, what is your name? Abby Ellis. Abby Ellis. Uh, and you are, what is your position with Diane Feinstein's? I'm a field representative field for Field representative, and you're the new field representative? I am. My name is Zach Vaden. Cool. Zach Vaden. Thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate it. We should have more people next week. I think it's just too cold for people. It is very and you guys cold. Are cold. Yeah, and yeah. I, am cold I hope you guys so, get warm. Thank you. Thank you. We don't want to keep you out here any longer. So, What we'll gets you into this kind of work? Uh, what motivates you? Yeah. What motivated me or what? how did I actually get started yeah. in the office? Yeah, yeah both or whatever. Whatever you want to say. Like, What gets you... You know, I mean, working here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so I studied political science in college. I went to UC Davis, That's awesome. and 
did a number of courses there and internships in Sacramento and DC. I always had an interest in politics and so I you know did internships which I think would be my biggest recommendation for college students so you or know even who you would be you're the deep state <laughs> <laughs> yeah those, those unpaid interns at well, whatever. environmental no, no, nonprofits. No, what I mean by that is is like for I've been anti-establishment all my life okay mm. but however with a little age and 2020 hindsight I've come to appreciate the establishment we got as opposed to the one we're headed towards mm -hmm. and anyway one of the reasons like i didn't vote for a long time and all that was because it's like ralph nader said back in 2000 you know with the two-party system you're voting for tweedledee or tweedledum so saying that i figured it don't really matter who the fuck the president still the same people year after year after year running the show basically and that is what i consider the deep state i just see not to say anything bad about it i mean you know whatever you know it is what it is there's a couple of critical things that i wanted to bring up before they go uh sorry i don't mean to interrupt you whatever. but uh, well, then don't so uh, well we're just asking folks uh, you guys to also protect the carbon dioxide em emission limit on the power plants and the deadline is, uh, by the way, February 19th. Uh, and we're asking folks again to post comments and if there's anything your office can do uh, to oppose their proposed rule change that would further accelerate climate change and negatively impact public health. Okay. So, what, yeah. what agency is it that's doing that rule making? Um, this, is a, this particular uh, call to action is indivisible. Yeah. Oh, but I mean for the the who's actually oh, the e one the EPA. It's the EPA. Yeah. Okay. Of course, you know Donald Trump's uh, EPA is completely backwards from the mm -hmm. the way that it should be. It's not protecting the environment; it's only hurting the environment. Yeah. Um, and one other thing is, uh, we're asking uh, you to save Social Security by making the wealthy pay their fair share. Most Americans pay six percent taxes on their wages for Social Security, but not uh, not the rich who pay the rich pay much less actually. And uh, or nothing at all, and this has continued uh, for years. And uh, you know, uh, Miss uh, Cortez, Okasha Cortez, calls for uh, a higher tax on people they're making ten million or above. And I agree with that. And there's something that you guys could do uh, to try to, you know, uh, implement that. Uh, well, Feinstein may or may not, uh, but uh, you know, it's good to at least get her attention on that. You yeah, know? and I think that once you know, if and when there is a Senate version of it, our office will certainly review it and weigh it, in in that way. It's hard to get anything done in the Senate right now, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. in terms of progress. Uh, thank God for the the uh, blue wave in uh, yeah. Congress, but uh, you know, uh, because of gerrymandering, that's why we don't have a blue Senate unfortunately well thank you guys yeah, for coming in absolutely. we appreciate your time yeah we'll have a good one Very nice thank you and yeah. hopefully we'll see you back next week yeah absolutely we'll have a good week hopefully we'll it's warmer yeah. or not pouring rain yeah we'll be here regardless <laughs> though uh, or try to be yeah. here at least Great. <laughs> awesome. thank you thank Bye. you guys thank you, Take care. Thank you. Um, all right as you guys heard that was a uh, senator feinstein's uh, representative coming down and uh Michael had some great questions for them and comments, and uh, I appreciate your input weekly. Thank you for continuously coming here and uh, helping be a part of the resistance. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, that's going to be it for the day, uh, unless Michael has any last words he'd like to say. Uh, otherwise, uh, power to the people and continue to resist, continue to fight, continue to push back, 
contact all your uh, representatives uh, you know on the issues that we mentioned before uh, taxing the rich on uh, you know for social security and uh, you know the the EPA's uh, dirty uh, play to uh, uh, lower emission standards and uh, also um, you know we got to stop this uh, the them from funding ICE as well you know that's another important critical role that we all need to play in the resistance so continue uh, to fight and stand up and resist and thank you all for tuning in uh, we hope you continuously tune in because as, as long as Trump's in office this podcast will hopefully exist uh, unless I had to move away or something but if that's the case I'll do it on my own thank you and have a good day